Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. Let's continue with Dante's Paradiso, Canto 32. Wrapped in his pleasure, that contemplative freely assumed the office of teacher and commenced in these holy words, The plague which Mary closed again and anointed is that which was opened and spread by the one so lovely at her feet. In the order that the third seats form, Rachel sits below her with Beatrice, just as you see. Sarah and Rebecca, Judith and she who was great-grandmother to the singer who for sorrow and his fault said, Miserere mei, you can see so, threshold on threshold and grades below. As I, who at each name, go along the rows down leaf on leaf, and from the seventh grade down, just as up to it succeed the Hebrew women, dividing all the foliage of the flower. For, according to the gaze that formed their faith in Christ, these are the wall at which the sacred stairs are parted. On this side, where the flower is mature in all its foliage, are seated those who believed in Christ to come. On the other side, in which the semicircles are interspersed with voids, stand those who held their sight on Christ come. And as here the glorious seat of the Lady of Heaven and the other seats below it form such a distinction, so opposite that of the great John, whoever a saint suffered the desert and martyrdom, and then the inferno for two years, and below him so sorted to discern are Francis, Benedict, and Augustine, and others to hear down gyre on gyre. Now marvel on the depth of divine providence, for the one and the other aspect of the faith will equally appear this garden. And know that down from the grade that divides the two dispensations in the midst of the track, no proper merit seats them but through the others with certain conditions. For all these are spirits released before they had true choice. This may well occur to you through the faces as well as through these voices as of children, if you well regard them and listen. Now you doubt, and doubting are silent, but I shall disentangle the hard bonds on which your subtle thoughts have strung you. Within the ample breadth of this realm, the casual point can have no sight, if not as distress or thirst or hunger. For whatever you see is stable through the eternal law, so that the ring responds justly to the finger. And thus this people introduced to true life are not sine causa among themselves here more and less excellent. The king for whom this kingdom pauses in such love and such delight that no one's will would aspire to more, creating all the minds in his elated aspect, and dows of grace severally at his pleasure, and here let the effect suffice. And this is known to you expressly and clearly in the Holy Scripture, in those twins who in their mother moved in wrath. Thus, according to the color of the hairs of such grace as the highest light deigns them worthy will they be crowned. Thus, without respect of their customs, are they placed in different grades, differing solely in their first keenness. Solely the faith of the parents sufficed in recent centuries with innocence for their salvation. After the first ages were complete, it fell to males to acquire the strength for innocent plumes through circumcision. But once the time of grace had come, without perfect baptism in Christ, such innocence was held there below. Regard now the face that's most similar to Christ, for its clarity alone can dispose you to see Christ. 
I saw such happiness reign above her, born in the holy minds created to soar through that height, that whatever I had seen before had not suspended me in such admiration, nor shown me such a semblance of God. And that love that first descended there, chanting Ave Maria, Gratia Plena, extended its wings ahead of her. On every hand the blessed court responded to the divine chant so that every face was made more serene. O Holy Father, who for me bear to be here below, leaving the sweet place in which you sit in the eternal order, who is that angel who with such joy gazes into the eyes of our queen, so enamored that he seems of flame? Thus I yet rushed to his doctrines, who was made lovely of Mary, as the morning star of the sun. And he to me, boldness and ease of hand, as can be in an angel or a soul, all is in him, and so we wish it should be. For it is he who bore the palm below to Mary, when the Son of God willed himself to be burdened of our body. But come along now with your eyes as I go speaking, and note the great patricians of this empire most just and pious. These two who sit there alone, most joyful for being nearest the emperor, are as two roots of this rose. He who's just to her left is the father for whose burning taste the human species tastes such harshness. See on the right that ancient father of holy church to whom Christ commended the keys of this loveliest flower. And he who saw all the grave time before he died of the lovely spouse acquired with the lance and with the nail sits alongside him and along the other reposes that leader under whom the ungrateful people, wandering forth and back, lived on manna. See Anna seated across from Peter, so content to admire her daughter that her eye moves not for chanting Hosanna. And across from the greatest father of a family sits Lucy, who moved your lady when, brow inclined, you roved to ruin. But because the time flies that soothes you to sleep, we'll pause here, as a good tailor who makes the cloak as he has the cloth. And let us direct our eyes to the primal love, so that, gazing upon him, you may penetrate as far as possible within his refulgence. Truly, that you not fall back, moving your wings, believing yourself to ascend, you must found your grace in praying grace of her who may aid you. And you will follow me with affection, such that the heart not part from my speech. And he commenced this holy oration. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for our final episode of this year, Dante's Paradiso, Canto 33.